Greetings in the name of Jesus. A couple of things to, before the message. Um, probably some of you have seen, but Brother John D. Martin that was here for weekend meetings <coughs> sent a, <coughs> a letter of thanks and appreciation to the congregation, and it's posted on the bulletin board. So if you have not read that, uh, you should. Also, um, I was reminded when he was here of a little booklet that he wrote just about a year ago. Um, I, had re I remembered then seeing it advertised in Christian Light's um, newsletter that we get from time to time. Um, and so I'd probably seen it a half a year or three quarters of a year ago maybe in that newsletter and uh, it looked interesting and I, then I kind of, well, I guess I did forget about it, and I was reminded of it when he was here, and uh, <clears throat> Christian Light did not publish the little booklet, but Christian Light sells the, the little booklet, and, and so uh, <clears throat> I was able to, to read it, uh, actually, while he was here, and uh, <clears throat> it's so good. It's very good, and so I, I got copies and put in each of your mailboxes because I want you to have one. Uh, it's, a, it's a booklet about uh, uh, the wisdom of uh, the right kind of culture, you might say, in, 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 Christian, in, in Christians and in churches. Uh, and so uh, may it be a blessing to you as, as you read it. <clears throat> Uh, then also, uh, of course, today is what we call council meeting, and uh, I have put the council cards in your mailboxes, and so uh, fill those out if you would, and, and uh, return them to one of the ministry at least by uh, by next Sunday. <clears throat> I'm using a message here that. Um, uh, that I used uh, five and a half years ago, and so uh, therefore nobody will remember it, you know. <laughs> no, I hope some of you do. Of course, some of you weren't here, and some of you forgot, and, and some of you will remember, and, and that's good. Um, but it's something to think about uh, when we approach uh, communion time and, and uh, hope that people have peace with each other and with God and so forth. <clears throat> If I, I've entitled it, Five Essentials for Maintaining Peace with Your Fellow Church Members. And dear people, I, I realize I, I hardly have to preach that here. You're such a blessing. Uh, I mean, you, you, apparently you know how to do this without me standing here and preaching it to you this morning. Uh, we've been so terribly blessed here, and give God the glory. But, but apparently you already know how to do this. Uh, you know, there, I realize there's some places where it comes to communion and the ministry has so much work to do to get people right for communion. And uh, apparently uh, you know how to take care of these things yourself. Uh, because that's not a normal thing that we have to do here. 
And give God the glory. Give God the glory. Thank you. Praise the Lord. And, uh, uh, but yet we're, we're human. And, uh, you know, the, the devil uh, would like to destroy our, our unity and our, and our peace. And so we have instruction, clear instruction in God's word of, of how to take care of problems and how to maintain the peace that we have. And so I'd just like to share some of those things uh, this morning. Again, five uh, essentials for maintaining peace with your fellow church members. So <clears throat> number one is simply this. First of all, you need to maintain peace between you and God. It's going to start right there with you maintaining peace between you and God. That's the first one. I'm not putting, you know, I don't know the right order necessarily to put all these in, but that's probably should be number one. Maintain peace between you and God. Um, so we'll be looking at a, at another number of scriptures this morning, and I've tried to place these kind of in in uh, in order as they come in the scriptures to make it easy for you to turn to. But but kind of as an introduction, introductory verse. Let's look at just one verse in Proverbs. Proverbs chapter sixteen. Proverbs chapter sixteen. <clears throat> And the one verse is verse 7. Verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Wow, there it is. Just so short and to the point. I mean, everybody can understand that. So, maintain peace between you and God. When a man's, man's ways please the Lord, then something is happening in his life. Something, as you might say, automatically or naturally happening. If he does that part, the first part, something's happening that makes the last part of the verse true. He maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. The verses, other verses I've chosen for this one uh, are all in uh, 1 John, the first epistle of John. So we'll just look at three places in, in 1 John. <clears throat> so uh, naturally, the, all, all, all these places I'm looking at um, have to do with, with that relationship with God and how it then affects our relationship with people. First John, the first one is in chapter 1, and it's verse 7. First John 1, 7. But if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. So, so, so for today, just, just think about the first two lines of that verse. And it says what it already said in Proverbs. That if we walk in the light as he is in the light, if we keep that relationship with God, with him where it should be, 
then we have fellowship one with another. That's what the Bible says, and that's the truth. Chapter 4, in verses 7 and 8. Chapter 4 and verse 7 and 8. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Now, the word peace is not in those verses, but it, but it is in there, of course. You know. So, you know, maybe for, for, for emphasis for today, you could start with the, the verse 8 and then work back up to the top of, of, of verse 7. So he that loveth not knoweth not God. If there's a problem between you and your brother, it's suggesting something about your relationship and your walk with God. And so start with verse 8, he that loves not knoweth not. Now, now it's then, then read the, the second part of, of, of verse 7, the last part of verse 7. Everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. And then the first part of verse 7, beloved, let us love one another for love is of God. One more, chapter 5, chapter 5 and verse 2, 5, 2. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. Again, you could look at the last part of the verse first, and then it makes the, the verse, first part of the verse speak. When we love God and, and keep his commandments, then by this we know that we love the children of God. So, we'll leave that point then, and, but to maintain peace between, uh, uh, with your fellow church members, it's going to start by you having a right relationship with God, the relationship with God, that personal relationship with God. When that is right, then it's going to go a long ways in you maintaining peace with your fellow church members. <clears throat> Well, we've used the word love some already in, in these verses, but uh, let's go to the second point. It's about love also. So number two is this. How to maintain peace with your fellow church members? Well, simply have real love for them. And uh, with a, a circle around real love, not just some superficial love or surface love, but but real, genuine love. So number two, have real love for your fellow church members. Um, <clears throat> so I begin in Ephesians in chapter 4. Ephesians in chapter 4. Of course, real love, um, real love is... Christ-like love. And what did Christ do? What did Jesus do? Real love is sacrificial love. Real love means like giving of yourself and giving up yourself for the good 
and for the relationship for the sake of, of someone else. Have real love for your fellow church members. Ephesians uh, chapter 4, I'll just read the first three verses. <clears throat> I therefore the prisoner of the Lord beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. With all lowliness and meekness, with long-suffering, forbearing one another in love. L let's just stop there. Um, but boy, that, that verse 2, that, that, uh, <laughs> that's some, some words and phrases that describe real love, is it not? with all lowliness and meekness. So see, first of all, that's suggesting, you know, get yourself out of the way. So, sometimes the reason we have a problem loving someone else is because we, we, we're up here and the other person's down here. And it's gonna be hard to love them when we look at it that way. So he says, with all lowliness and meekness. So put ourselves where we belong, first of all. With long-suffering, uh, yes, sometimes it takes a long time to work out something. It takes, uh, it, it takes some ongoing effort on our part. It won't happen overnight. With long-suffering, and then he, he, he describes it further, forbearing one another. Forbearing one another. And that, that forbearing uh, could imply a number of things, which may be brought out in something else I say this morning, uh, but he won't, your brother won't see everything exactly like you do, and that's okay, you know, <laughs> so it's going to take some forbearance, just realize, you know, you know, he has a different temperament than I do, a different gift or something, and and that's great, you know, God made us that way to to make a beautiful whole. Uh, so some forbearance, one another, and then it ends in love. Now you have that, and then you have verse 3. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. So when we really love, when we really have real love for our brothers, then it can end up in peace. Uh, Philippians 4, <laughs> Philippians chapter 4, <clears throat> verses 6 to 9, Philippians 4, 6, <clears throat> be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known unto God. Um, it's already starting, <laughs> whether you thought so or not. It's already starting in that verse. <laughs> don't, don't, overly, don't be overly concerned about things that, that you shouldn't be. Don't, don't worry about things that you need not. Be careful for nothing. That, that's what the first part says there. And uh, make sure you're praying well. But by, but in everything, in everything, 
like the things that you don't really want to, but you should. <laughs> you know? The things that you forget about, but you should not forget about. Pray about those too. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, uh, and uh, it involves some thanksgiving too. That, that, that brother or sister that you're just having a little problem with, just thank God for them. Uh, he has them here for a reason, okay? And you might be one of them, <laughs> okay? But by prayer and, and thank, supplication and thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. And, and, and the peace of God's already going to start working in your heart, okay? The next verse. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Uh, yeah, uh, there's, as I went through this, uh, preparing for this, there, there's several places where just messages could be preached. Just, you know... Uh, and so, uh, Dan and, and, and Joshua, uh, if, if something stirs you to preach about, it's a little something I go over here, well, then preach it, okay? Uh, 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 that, that's good. That's fine. Um, verse 8, finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, and you, you know, the, you can say this verse by memory, many of you. But see, if, if we would think about and, and, and really have real love for our brothers and sisters, like this is suggesting. Then, of course, verse 9 speaks about that peace again. But let me read verse 8 again. Whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if they're be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. And before I read verse 9, I'll just say that one of the points I'm going to make, one of these five points is don't gossip. Don't gossip. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Does verse 8 have anything to do with don't gossip? And I, don't, I, don't, I didn't include verse 8 in the gossip section, but you know, it, it should be, of course. And then after verse 8 comes verse 9. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. I mean, it's so simple. You do that, and then the end of the verse, and the God of peace shall be with you. Just quickly turn over a few pages just to uh, Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3. And just two verses, 14 and 15. Verse 14, and above all these things put on charity, which is a bond of perfectness. The point here is number two, have real love for your fellow church members if you want to maintain peace with them. And here it is, verse 14. And above all these things put on charity. Of course, you know that's love. And real, real love in the real sense of the word, I mean, from the heart, from the soul, it says in the end of verse 14, which is the, that is the bond of perfectness. I, I, I mean, how, 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 
how much better can you get than perfect? Um, and oftentimes, uh, when the word perfect is used in the New Testament, maybe a, uh, another way to say it would be mature, has to do with maturity. Uh, I mean, that's, that's real maturity. So have real love, and uh, that suggests maturity and perfectness. Then verse 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to the which also ye are called in one body and be ye thankful. But 14 comes before 15, as you see. After 14, then comes 15, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. That's the result. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, over a few pages. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Verses 11 to 13. Verse 11. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as also ye do. And we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves. Wow. That's so interesting how, how that flows there and what comes first and, and what he says. Um, um, verse 11, comfort yourselves together. That really means encourage, encourage each other. You know, maybe that brother or sister that you're having a problem with, uh, when was the last time you encouraged them in some, some way, shape, or form? Comfort yourselves together, encourage each other, and edify one another. And edify means to build up. Build up one another. Rather than tearing down, build up. And, and then he speaks uh, specifically, uh, apparently, about relating to the, to the ministry. Verse 12, and we beseech you, brethren, to know them which labor among you, and are over you in the Lord, and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. And so you just heard from the announcements this morning that in the coming days, Joshua and Dan have a lot on them. Um, can verse 12 and 13 help you in relating to them and thinking about them in the next week or two? To know them, know them, know them, know who, and thank you for the announcements and the information because that helps us know you better. Which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake. They, they have a lot on them in these next days. And, um, and that'll help you, that'll help you be at peace. Um, with them in particular, and it may go to help you be at peace with others also. 
and to be at peace among yourselves. <clears throat> One more yet, and that is 1 Peter chapter 4. <clears throat> 1 Peter chapter 4. <clears throat> And it is just one verse, and that is verse 8. 1 Peter 4, 8. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. There you use the word fervent. I I said in this point, point number two here, have real love with a line under real. Have real love for your fellow church members. Well, here it says, and above all these things, have fervent charity among yourselves. And then it gives uh, some result of that. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. You see, when you have real love for your brothers and sisters, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you see things more like you should see them in maybe a not as such a selfish way or, or a wrong way, or you could use different <clears throat> descriptive words there. It will help you look from a little different angle in a different way. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Uh, maybe the thing that you have a problem with him with isn't quite like you thought anyway. It's not really real. It's not really... Truthful, you know, it's just how you've been looking at it, and, and you need to look a different way. For charity, real love shall cover the multitude of sins. <clears throat> uh, let's move on. <clears throat> Number three, in these five ways to maintain peace. Number three, fully support our statement of faith and practice. Um, fully support. Uh, uh, the, the group, the church that you have chosen to be a, a member of. You know, uh, we don't force church membership on, on people. You know, it, it's a voluntary thing. And, uh, you know, none of you have to be here, but, but uh, you're here. And, and I believe you're here because you've, you've made that choice. So, so then uh, fully support our um, um, our statement of I put a circle around the word our uh, as I was preparing here. Um, it, it's, it's ours. Um, when, whenever any, any changes are made in our little green book, the statement of faith, uh, yeah, most of you know this, but just a good reminder, you know, it's just not something that the, that the, uh, that the preachers do. <laughs> It, changes are made very, uh, very uh, carefully and, and with very much support of the total membership of our conference before any change is ever, ever made. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> like, like I'm talking about like 85 or 90 percent normally is how it works. You know, we send out some if any change is, is to be made, we send out something and and uh, we get like a, a large percentage, not like just not like 51 percent or something. No, no, we don't do it that way. It's like 85 or 90 percent of the of the membership say yes and amen to this to this thought to this change before it would be changed in our in our statement of faith. <laughs> uh, let's look at Romans chapter 14. 
Romans chapter 14. <clears throat> so therefore, the reason I was saying it, it's, it's our. It's, it's not the preacher's statement of faith. It's not the statement of faith of the church or the conference. It's ours. It, it, we, we, it, it, we own it. it it's it's, it's the, the statement of faith of the people that have chosen to be a part of this group. Romans chapter 14. Um, I think I'll just quickly read verses 13 to 21. Paul is using something as an example here. Uh, not, not just the only thing he's talking about, but he's using this, this thing of, of eating certain meats or not eating certain meats. He's using that as, as an example. And so you could, we could put many things in here to use an ex, as an example as we think about it that, that way as we read these verses. Verses 13 to, to 21. Let us not therefore judge one another anymore, but judge this rather, that no man put a stumbling block or an occasion to fall in his brother's way. I know and am persuaded by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him that esteemeth anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. But if... Thy brother be grieved with thy meat, how walkest thou not now walkest thou not charitably? Destroy not him with thy meat for whom Christ died. Let not them then your food your let, let not then your good be evil spoken of. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he that in these things serveth Christ is acceptable to God and approved of men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things wherewith one may edify another. For meat destroy not the work of God. All things indeed are pure, but it is evil for that man who eateth with offense. It is good neither to eat flesh nor to drink wine nor anything whereby thy brother stumbleth or is offended, or is made weak. Of course, things that we've written down and conclusions we've come to and we've written them in black and white, well, naturally, we've, we've gone there. We've, we've done that. We, we, this is where we feel we should be and this is how we do okay and as why do we make changes from time to time because that's great you know that, that we do that that we realize sometimes uh, something needs to be added or taken away or something depending on maybe what has happened in the world or in the church or something but sometimes then <laughs> there's things Our book is really little, you know. <clears throat> There's many things that, principles that are right here that we shouldn't have to write down, and we don't. It, it's kind of like, what, 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 duh. You know, the Bible says this. Why would, you, why would you go against the Bible and do it your way or, or 
some wrong way, you know, according to the Bible, you know. The Bible plainly speaks on that. That's just a general principle. All Christians know that. All Bible readers know that. And no, we don't have it written down, but it's a principle we need to guide our lives by. So, um, so this passage we could take uh, for some of that. Uh, maybe there is a general principle uh, that we do or things we do that are, is a, uh, a general uh, biblical doctrine that may not be written down. Um, we, should, we, should, we should not offend our brother by just saying, well, it's not written down, so I'll just do it. Well, we don't speak to that in our little green book, so I can do that. No, 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 that's not love for our brothers. <laughs> we need to listen to each other and say, oh, yeah, okay, I understand. And, you know, if that's, uh, yeah, offensive to you or to your children or something, I don't want to be a, a, a stumbling block to anybody. And so that's what Paul is talking about here. Um, <clears throat> Something that, that is not written down, that, you know, is not everyday thing, but we come upon it and, and, and yes, this is, this is what the Bible teaches. Okay, I understand and, and I, I don't want to offend anybody. We should have that kind of, of love and respect for each other. Um, another, another area there would be kind of similar, but just a little bit different. Um, sometimes something comes up... Uh, where you have to make a decision on the spot, as it were. You know, the devil can bring things to us sometimes where, you know, I've never thought about it this way or nobody ever talked about this. And, and here something comes up in my life or in the life of, yeah, we'll just say in my life or the life of your family or something. And, oh, well, sh what should we do here? And you have to kind of make a decision on the spot. And lo and behold, you make the decision and your brother or sister comes to you and says, what, why did you do that? Well, I, I, don't, that, I think that was wrong. I don't think you should have did it that way. I mean, in a case like that, it takes some love and forbearance. No, when we have to make a decision, a quick decision on the spot about a given thing, we won't all make it the same. And that's where we have to have love and patience and forbearance and understanding with one another. <clears throat> Let's look uh, just uh, quickly at uh, two more little places. Um, Ephesians 5. By the way, in those areas where we have to make a quick decision on the spot about something and it's not, everybody doesn't agree with it, well then those, the person that made that quick decision needs to be open, of course, too, to encouragement and admonition and, and uh, counsel. Uh, it goes both ways, of course. <clears throat> Ephesians 5, verse 21, uh, simply says, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord. Okay, we, we believe in brotherhood. We're, we're not here by ourselves. Uh, it's not, we can't just say it's me and God, uh, but, but it's us relating to God. Brother John Martin <laughs> amply showed us that on the board he had sitting here. You know, uh, it's not just me and God, and my brothers have nothing to do with it. No, no, no. We're in this thing together. It's us 
And when we, get, when we operate like we should, then we can have that proper relationship with God. Submitting, the, the, the scripture says here, Ephesians 5.21, submitting yourselves one to another, one to another, one to another, with each other. If we all thought alike on everything, we would never have to submit. Submitting means giving in to something when you wouldn't necessarily do it that way or when you actually see it a little different way. The Bible says then, submit in those situations. Turn over just a couple pages to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. First four verses, if there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the spirit, if any bowels and mercies, that means any, any uh, affection and compassion, if any compassion and mercies. Verse two, fulfill ye my joy that ye be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Wow. <laughs> that, that just says what we've already said in the last couple of minutes, doesn't it? Just in, in some different words. Um, if you're going to claim to have a, a loving and kind relationship with others, suggested in verse 1, if, you, if you're going to claim that, well, then it explains how that can work with the next couple of verses. Like-minded, having the same love, the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Does that sound like brotherhood, people working together, working out things, working together as a group? Um, let nothing be done through strife or vainglory. So, and it continues, lowliness of mind, so it's not me up here, kind of calling the shots and I, well, that's not how I feel, you know, I'll do it my own way, you know, these down here can do it their own way if they want to, but I'm up here and I'll make my own decision. That doesn't sound like verse three, does it? Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man on the things of others. So fully support our statement of faith and, and practice of, and of the, group, of the group or the church that you have chosen to be a part of. <clears throat> let's, um, let's go on to number four. How to keep, maintain peace with your fellow church members. I already told you number four, and that is refrain from gossip. Refrain from gossip. Uh, and normally when we use that word, we mean uh, this personal or intimate uh, negative information. Um, normally we don't call it gossip if you're saying all the good things about somebody or all the good things that happened. 
Yeah, all the good things in a person's life. We, well, why don't we call that gossip? <laughs> but, but normally, you know, we're talking about negative things, and, and then we call it gossip. Uh, um, well, the Bible has a lot to say about that. The Bible uses these terms uh, that would come under what we use in present-day English as gossip. It uses the word uh, tail-bearer, whisperer, busybody, Tattler. Normally when these words are, are, are in some cases, especially in the New Testament where these words are used, they are used in lists of things, a list of things that the writer calls sin. For our purposes here right now, Let's just look at several of those verses in the book of Proverbs. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I know you need some homework. So those, those words that I just mentioned, tailbearer, whisperer, busybody, tattler, that could be your homework if you'd like, um, <clears throat> to, to look up those words and see where they come in the... Uh, Many of those, will, several of those at least, uh, uh, maybe all of them, I think, would be in the New Testament. Um, but, but some of those are in the Old Testament too. But uh, you could look particularly, particularly in the New Testament for those words and see, uh, notice how they uh, come usually in lists of, of things that are sin. Proverbs 11, verse 13 We're talking about if you want to maintain peace with your brothers and sisters in the church, uh, you, you need to, you must refrain from gossip. 11.13 of Proverbs. <clears throat> a talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. You know, we could talk about these for a moment, but we don't have time, but... I'll just, you know, you don't have to say everything that you know. I mean, there's, and I didn't write them down, but some of you know, you know, when it comes to gossip, and you've heard people say before, you know, uh, is it true? Is it helpful? And what does it have to do with the price of beans in China? And, <laughs> you know, those kind of things, you know. Uh, um, a talebearer revealeth secrets, but he that is of a faithful spirit concealeth the matter. And it's hard for some people to, to just keep their lips shut, you know. You know, you, you learn some juicy piece of information and, you, and, and, and it is, it's just hard to, to, to not go spread it to someone else. <clears throat> Chapter 16, verse 28. 16:28. A froward man soweth strife, and a whisperer separateth chief friends. Chapter 20, verse 3. Chapter 20 and verse 3. It is an honor for a man to cease from strife, but every fool will be meddling. 
we use that word sometime today, like meddling is like, is like getting into somebody else's business that you, you, have no, you have no business being there, okay? Meddling, meddling in my business. What does that have to do with you? You know, why are you meddling in my business, you know? Uh, now we have an obligation to admonish one another, uh, <clears throat> but, but if it's not admonishing and it's not coming out of real love, but it's gossip instead, well then, uh, what does this verse say? It is an honor for a man to cease from strife. He, he suggest, it's suggesting, of course, that the next part of the verse is going to stir up strife. But every fool will be meddling. In the same chapter, verse 19, 2019, he that goeth about as a talebearer revealeth secrets. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. Now, that verse is suggesting a little more. When you know that there's somebody that has this problem, It's best sometimes if you just kind of don't get into much conversation with them or kind of keep your distance or just kind of rather than letting them come up and keep on talking to you about the juicy things in the church or the community, just, just, just find something else to do and kind of, you know, bring up another subject or something. Therefore, meddle not with him that flattereth with his lips. You don't have to keep listening to that kind of person, okay? Uh, chapter 26. Verses 20 to 22. This is chapter 26 of Proverbs, verses 20 to 22. Where no wood is... There the fire goeth out, but where there is no, so where there is no talebearer, the strife ceaseth. Wow. Verse 21, as coals are to burning coals and wood to fire, so is a contentious man to kindle strife. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. You want to maintain peace with your brothers in the church, then, dear people, refrain from gossip. The last one, number five, to maintain peace with those in your church. Extend forgiveness to others. Extend forgiveness. To others. I believe we already read that when we read from Colossians chapter 3. Um, maybe the verse right where we stopped and the next verse talked about forgiving one another. I'm not going to turn back there, but that's in Colossians chapter 3. It talks about forgiving one another. But we will look at Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. Maybe we'll just look at this, this one place. You can, you can think of, uh, while you're turning there, just think about Joseph in the Old Testament. Did he forgive or what? 
He sure did. Wow, he's such a beautiful example of forgiveness. And it's, you know, it's talked about various times uh, in, in, in his life, in the life of Joseph. But Ephesians chapter 4 is just verse 31 and, and 32. Um, one of them, the verse, at last verse, verse 32, probably one that you children have learned in Sunday school or Bible school or something. You could say it by memory. But verse, verse 31 and 32, the last two verses of, of chapter 4 of Ephesians. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and glamour and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another. And the verse doesn't stop right there, does it? Wow, look at the last part. Even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. This thing of forgiveness is spoken of various places in the scripture. And uh, the Lord's Prayer says, forgive us as we forgive our debtors. Jesus is suggesting, if you expect to be forgiven, then you have to forgive. All right, let's, uh, let's just, um, well... Yeah, let, let's close by reading several verses from James. James chapter 3 it is. James chapter 3. Um, it's the end. The, the last verses of James chapter 3. And uh, I, I tried to say at the beginning uh, you know, uh, how, how, how much, what, what a blessing you are and how, how much... You know, you, you, I realize you, you, you hardly need this message because you work out things apparently between yourself. You know, it's not something that, the, you know, the ministry has had to go and try to work out things between people too much. You know, that, that's, that's such a blessing. God, may God be praised and glorified. But uh, so some of these things are implied here in, in, in these last verses of James chapter, chapter 3. Uh, they're not even talking about you, okay? Because you've done such a wonderful job of maintaining this peace. But let's read them. Uh, James chapter 3, uh, verses uh, 13 to 18. Who is, wise man, who is a wise man endued with knowledge among you? Let him show out of the good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if ye have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not and lie not against the truth. This wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion and every evil work. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and, and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. And the fruit of righteousness is sown in peace of them that make peace. That last verse, even though it's so short, it's one of those verses it's good to read backwards. Okay, so it starts out by saying about righteousness. 
Okay, but how did, how did he get there? Well, <clears throat> look at the end of the little short verse, verse, verse 18. Make peace. And, and, and that peace that you make is like seeing, sowing seeds of peace. It's like sowing, you, you've, sown, you've sown seeds of peace. And, and as you've sown seeds of peace, the fruit of that is going to be righteousness. That's what the verse says. We're going to close with song number uh, 383. Is that right, song leader? 383. <clears throat> number 383. Praise to our redeeming Lord. Yes. Okay. Let's redo that one. Lucas Melton will close the program. Well, first of all, thank you, Brother Nathan, for that message. It's a good reminder for each of us to remember um, how to keep peace among ourselves. Okay, I understand today is, this month is considered Pastor Appreciation Month, and today being the second Sunday is considered Pastor Appreciation Day. A few verses I'd like to read 
Brother Nathan already touched on one of those, and that's um, 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 12 and 13, and I'd like to read this in the Amplified Version. It says, Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to appreciate those who diligently work among you, recognize, acknowledge, and respect your leaders who are in charge over you in the Lord and who give you instruction. We ask that you appreciate them and hold them in the highest esteem and love because of their work on your behalf and live in peace with one another. And also verse from 1 Timothy 5 or 17 says, Let the elders that rule well be counted worthy of double honor, especially they who labor in the word and doctrine. And I believe I can say on the behalf of the congregation here, we appreciate how y'all have ruled well and y'all's diligence and working among us. And also on behalf of the congregation, we'd like to express appreciation and love very much for each one of you on the pastoral team here at Ebenezer and all the work and leadership each one of you is involved in, whether it's things that can be seen or whether it's things that cannot be seen. And we, as a congregation, love each one of you and your families very much, and we want to wish you guys richest blessing today and also in the days to come as you um, minister among us and as you serve among us. And a small token of our appreciation to you, there's been a meal provided here today at Ebenezer. Everyone is invited. There has been special arrangements made for each one on the pastoral team, you'll be given instructions as you make your way to the line, and y'all are to go through the line first. So the meal will be ready here directly. There won't be much time. We'll ring a bell, but we're expecting to go through rather quickly. So the pastoral team will go th through first. There's been special arrangements for them. So we will um, stand for prayer, and Brother Chad is going to lead us in prayer, and after that you can consider yourselves dismissed.